measure of your partner's happiness is not a measure of your relationship. Mm. Hello, I'm Mrs. Melanin. And I'm Belief Mel. And we're here with episode 86 of How, How Married, Married Are, Are You? I'm sorry, my headphone came out. I couldn't hear. Uh, uh, uh. My name Belief, this is Eva, and we've been married nine, nine years. years. Live in California, got four, four kids. kids. Relationships scary and it's very necessary that we share all of our struggles and we ask how, how married, married are you? Every Tuesday and Thursday, shawty. If you listen and you're in the wedding party, sometimes deep, sometimes lighthearted. I don't know what else to say, so it's time to get it started. Let's it's chocolate, chocolate baby story hey, time. Chocolate baby story time. It's chocolate baby story time. One, two, three, and. Yep. You got one? Um I'm a little emotional. Mm. Um I don't know, Theo's been asking me, you know, what I want for my birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh so my birthday's tomorrow. And he's been asking me and he's so excited and he's like the other day we were sitting on the couch and he was talking. He's like, you know, you don't like, you you like to be alone. I'm like, I never said that. He's like, well, you're not a birthday person. I was like, I'm not. But he's like, I am. Because cake and he's like so excited. And I have this like weird feeling that like, okay, I'm going to have to act so, like excited. You know what I'm saying? By anything that they attempt to do because they care. But also, like, I'm dealing with this, like, okay, I don't know, it's weird. Like, I feel like, okay, so I can't just not be a birthday person. Like, I'm I got, <laughs> I gotta be a birthday person. Because uh, it's not that I don't like celebration or I don't like, and I need to work on this because I'm just not good at it. It's celebrating, but I don't like the attention. Um. So yeah, but Theo really cares. Ryan does too, but Theo is more, you know, he has more emotional IQ, so he like, you know. Anyway, that's mine. What you got? I was actually going to just kind of compliment Theo because I feel like um, he, while he has other moments, he has a lot of moments where he's just a really good big brother. And I'll give an example of one yesterday. I don't know which meal time it was, but he went to he was going to get himself some water and he saw his sister's cup was empty and he grabbed her cup and got her water as well without me or her having to ask she goes theo you're gonna give me water mm -hmm. <laughs> she was so touched by it and i was too i was like wow that's really like just really thoughtful and he does he's done that before yeah but he he does a lot of that he's been looking after uzi He's just a good big brother. Now he has his other moments where he purposefully <laughs> be trying to get on people's nerves. And, yeah. But he has a lot of those moments and those are the moments I'm choosing to hang on to. Yeah, but don't forget about the bad stuff too. You know what I'm saying? You just got to make sure that you're aware. Glenn likes to balance me out. I was just telling somebody this the other day how, oh, it was my Enneagram group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gosh. because threes i'm a three so threes are known to file emotions away for i'll deal with that later type situation like the way that we like when we get feelings and we don't really feel like dealing with them we'll just be like okay let me just put this in this file and i'll deal with that later and i was talking about how one of those things are like our first year of marriage where you remember it as being a really rough year but i don't remember it that way until you talk about it but like in my memory, I don't remember. I, I don't like say, oh, the first year of marriage was hard and rough and horrible. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, like more like not not to say that you can't you shouldn't, oh, you know, celebrate the good stuff. But there are things in his personality 
that are so counter to what we are seeing on the good side. So like, you know, Theo's been getting abs lately mm. and he's skinny. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and he is definitely athletic, mm-hmm. but his abs are just a result of not eating. You know what I'm saying? I feel, but he is very athletic. But he point he like he broadcasts his abs into the people who don't have abs in this house, which is the rest of us. <laughs> we ain't feeling it. But nah, nah. that's true because he has told me that my, he has asked me if I was pregnant. He says things to Raya and Anaya about their bellies. He's, yeah, he like lame. that type of stuff. So I was, no, he's Dang, not. No, 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 no. Let me live in my. He's a really good big brother. Let's just. He's a really period. good big brother, but he has moments. No, he has no, mo- I, I, He is a really good big brother. Period. Now let's move into the topic for today, because we don't have to undercut that. I'm not undercutting it, but it is kind of like a. You do have moments to be like, oh my gosh, my son is the freaking most, like sensitive, like caring person in the world, and then you'll be like. What a freaking! <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he muted the mic. What now. in the heck is going on with this child? Why is he so mean? <laughs> and then you're like, but then he does something that's super sweet. So it's like this is where like parenting gets very technical. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You kind of have to be like, all right, am I being played? How I how do I encourage oh, the fact that mm-hmm. you? it's awesome that you're working on your body and trying to get strong and, mm-hmm. you know, noticing that stuff. That's awesome. Um, like confidence that he's building in his own body. Like that's amazing. And it's even, he's, but hold on, let me say this. That's awesome that you want to do this, but you don't have to make other people feel like crap because you don't, mm-hmm. because they don't have what you have, but go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, it's also um, factoring into his, what he eats. Like I can get him to eat more vegetables. Mm-hmm based off of his desire to have a nice body. <laughs> Which sounds so weird that a seven-year-old would even be thoughtful I, of this. I don't even know if nice body is the term. He's just strong. Yeah. Um, but Raya gonna fill out. That's for daggone true. Raya's gonna be... <laughs> Yeah. Raya already has that makings. Yeah, but I mean they're and, babies. Yeah. Oh, gosh. The only thing is Raya is starting to feel some kind of way about his body. Yeah. yeah. He's talking about he doesn't want to eat. Which is really annoying. So, so I don't know what to do either. But he's feeding off his brother, so we we, I know. we have to check that. I, I have to check that. I'll check it. Thanks. I'll record it. Do y'all have um instances in your parenting where you're like, hey, you gotta take this one? <laughs> I don't. I don't have it in me. We do that sometimes. I, I don't. You do. I don't say, "Hey, babe, you deal with that." Yes, you do. When you have said that, you will say things like, "I don't have a vagina." Yeah. <laughs> but there's also times when you're like, "Babe, you're gonna have to give them hugs," because you just said that to me the other day. Yeah. Well, I, I said you're gonna have to do better at. Yeah, that is true. See? It's not that I don't want to hug my child. That is not. Sorry, it. I didn't mean that. But. <laughs> When he lays on me and like... Like the other day, I don't remember which child it was, but they came up, I think it was Riot, came up to Glenn and just kind of like, it was yesterday, just kind of kissed his belly. I watched the whole thing. I watched the whole thing unfold. I just let it happen. I let it happen, babe. I was very proud of myself for just letting that happen. But your face... (laughs) If Riot saw your face, he would have been so hurt. He'd be like, what's wrong, dad? But it's like, and then he sits. I'm sorry, this chocolate baby story is going to go too long. But he like comes on the couch and just sits on you and puts his head. Oh my goodness. And when you're reading like the bedtime stories now, he just like lays on you. But it's like, Raya, it's too hot for all this. Yeah, man. He's such a. But I do want to like just embrace him because, you know, it's just good. Yeah, I'm going to need more help on that. I'm going to need you to, I'm going to need you to take the brunt of that for sure. Sometimes what I will say this, babe. Cause I'm not if, a cuddler from like last episode. I know. I know. But listen, if you take control of it, it works out better for you. So what I've been doing is, and now this, the only thing about this is that some of the kids get jealous, like whatever. So what I've been doing is if I feel like I want a hug or whatever, I'd be like, whoever's walking by, Hey, come give me a hug. 
Mm-hmm. Hey, come give me a hug. And then I just squeeze them and love on them and do all the things. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you saying it like that? Because, man, like sometimes like I'll just be like walking with my arm and then Theo go. Ugh. He does that to <laughs> me too. <laughs> For you listening, he just like rubs his skin, Fa- his he, face on your skin. And yeah. he's like, you're so no, no, soft. Not, not his face, his lips and his nose. He like yes. does this thing where he yes. sniffs and rubs his bottom lip and it drags. Uh. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> This is what I was built for. <laughs> anyway, let's, let's get into this topic. <laughs> Sorry. So, do you want to start with the what? Oh yeah. What I do mean, you want to start with? I guess you guys wanted to talk about two different things uh, in the comment section. Is what we saw. We said we saw you guys want to talk about more of the comparison mm-hmm. stuff, which I really feel like is difficult without context or you know, like a question specifically. Uh, and then we were going to talk about how to deal with depression. Um, and how to uh, deal with a spouse who has depressed, who is depressed. So, um, yeah. As far as the comparison thing, uh, I feel like you know, it's like your why. I don't like you can compare your work to my work, like video for video, line for line, bar for bar, as they say. But it's hard for you to compare my career to your career or my journey to your journey Mm -hmm. or my success to your success. Because I was telling Yvette this, like my my end, the the finish line for me is death. Like, so it's not that I want to reach a certain number, you know, as far as followers are concerned or a certain number for as far as videos are put out like i want to die when i die i want more people to be present fathers than to be deadbeat dads basically like Mm -hmm. i want people to know the value of their position as a father as a parent as as a mother as a child and that they would you know pursue honor in that and i don't know if that is taught you know what i mean so as i'm learning i'm teaching um the thing is when you put yourself in a competitive mode, you're comparing yourself to someone in the moment and during the process, not really realizing what they had to go through to get to that point or what they're struggling with, you know? Um, and so I, I really hate the comparison game. I don't like it, especially in a, in a position like fathers or like Christian hip hop, like, it, it it was like I was probably the worst, most prideful. Like my friends, like I'm trying to compete with everybody, and I hated that about myself. And that's honestly why I think I chose to give up hip hop, mm. like I did, and stop pursuing in that way because I was like, I really am getting upset at other people's success. Mm. And to know that about yourself is super important, you know. And I recognize that, and so it was something I had to kind of give up now in this space like other people are probably feeling like I felt you know and their their goal is to get a bunch of followers or to make a bunch of money or you know um to get the brand deal with whoever and all those things are brought byproducts they're symptoms of of success they're symptoms of productivity it's what happens when you work it's obvious those things can happen if you put out a certain amount of content, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're more likely to have a viral video if you put out a hundred videos in a year, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you're even more likely if you put out 300, you know? Um, so you can't measure success by other people's like short wins and like moments. And out of all the things that has happened like I feel most successful when I follow through and I'm not an imposter. Mm. So when I do the things that is making me a good father without it being on camera and doing the things that make me a, a good husband without it being on camera, without me having to post about it. Um, and those things can't be measured because no one sees it. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um, you have to figure that out for yourself music music is super difficult because you can hear sound for sound 
you know, I know a lot of musicians were actually in the comments and asking me about this, but you can compare the sound of everything and, and you're trying to like make sure that your stuff is up to par. Um, but it's just a trap, you know, because it's your creativity, it's your ability. You know, when you start comparing your ability that loves you so much and your ideas that come to you to other people's ideas, you know, it makes your ideas want to scurry away. You know, you're not giving fuel to your fire. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I need more context there. Yeah. So if you guys would like us to dedicate a whole podcast to that topic, then in the comments below, ask us some specific questions that you might have regarding it. And then we can come back and address that maybe as a whole topic and have a whole outline and it'll be all cute and dandy. Um, one of the other questions that someone asked that I felt like we could talk about, because I feel like it might be even relevant in the days that we're currently living in, was how did Yvette support Glenn when he was depressed? But I think we can talk about how like we support each other when we get low and blah. Um, and so we haven't actually had an opportunity to talk about this beforehand, but I feel like one of the ways that I support you is I try to give you space. Mm -hmm. I feel like in the past I have tried to like be like, okay, what can I do? Yada, yada, yada. But I feel like the main thing that I do is kind of give you space for you to process whatever it is that you're dealing with. And then eventually, yeah, you will either come talk to me or I will come talk to you or whatever, or you just won't talk at all and be like, okay, I'm done. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's so many different things that can trigger depression. And so, mm -hmm. like, as we talk about, like, okay, so what does it mean to be depressed? You know, like, what, it's it's like, um, it's kind of like you're trapped in, like, um, it's like you're trapped in, like, mud. And no matter how much you wash and try to clean yourself, you can't get the dirt off. But it's like constantly a mirror, you know, in front of you. You always see like, dang it, like, how can I stop? Mm -hmm. And it's so, it's not something that you can control. <laughs> That's the weirdest thing. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like being in like stuck in mud or quicksand or something like that. That's the way I, I, I perceive it. Um, so I would say that giving someone space, I think everyone has their own way of dealing with it. Mm -hmm. I think giving someone space helps. Um, for me, that's probably one of my things is kind of like, don't try to pull me out. Yeah. You're not going to do anything. Yeah. Just kind of leave me alone right now. Mm -hmm. Let me be sad. Mm -hmm. Like, it's okay to be sad. And some people who are like super joyous, um, or some people who are like, how do I say, like very like optimistic will try to force you out. Mm -hmm. Um, which brings like to full fold like the under like you don't understand mm -hmm. and you're not supposed to understand but you're doing anti what i need right now you know what mm -hmm. i'm saying which is not allowing me to just be in my moment in my feelings because a lot of creatives you know deal with this type of stuff because we are we are in our head so much and we're analyzing and we're comparing ourselves and we're doing this like this deadly trap um so i have a question though mm -hmm. because for me, when I think about that, I'm like, okay, well, we should, well, because only really because I'm starting to realize that I have to allow my own self to feel my feelings because it's not healthy for us not to acknowledge that we're feeling a certain way and then kind of move forward from there. And so I guess the question becomes like, when, when, when? When what? When do you, because I am, I feel like I'm more of an optimistic type of person. And so I don't like to stay in the depression. So when do we come and pull you out? You can't. Is there a point? When do we try to help? Um, you could just help by killing it, and doing your own part. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's true. You, you know, mm -hmm. I think, you know, I can't really 
okay so it would be for me i don't feel like i can talk to you about my depression why the things that i'm depressed about because i feel like it's contagious Mm. and if i start telling you hey you want to hear what i got in my mind (laughs) and the checklist it's Mm going to be like crazy Mm -hmm. so i would rather because we live in the same house Mm. i can't afford for you to be depressed like while i'm depressed (laughs) because what i if i tell you it'll jack you up it might make you depressed you know what i'm saying but sometimes watching you be depressed is it's depressing. depressing. <laughs> and I'm so sorry. So when you're depressed, mm-hmm. I'm here for you, but I can't be with you. Yeah. I can't do what you do. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I, I, I tell her like, hey, I know that you're depressed, but you got to get it off me. <laughs> <laughs> he does. I can't be there with you because I I will seek into it because mm-hmm. I'm trying to solve your problems, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, But I know I can't. So all I'm going to do is soak with you. Mm-hmm. And then the kids are going to be eating quesadillas for <laughs> weeks. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I would I would say there's nothing you can do to really pull me out. Uh, but there is like, for me, like I do want to. Someone to hit me up, and it's always a guy, and it's always a friend. Like, hey man, how you doing, man? I'll tell you how I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? And I'll kind of like just speak about you know, what I'm dealing with, you know, and they always encourage me, you know, not that I'm pulled out, but I'm always kind of like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's not that bad. Um, so after we got that email about the the, the woman whose husband's depressed, mm-hmm. I think because of the baby, mm-hmm. right? Um, I got, I had a slump, like mm-hmm. I just had a, like a, like what is going on? And I don't know what it was for or why, I can't really pinpoint it right now. Do you remember? You had a slump right after that? I feel like you're in a slump because it's your birthday. Uh, birthday blues. I feel like you, I feel like every time around this year, every year around this time, you kind of get in a funk. You know why? Why? Because I feel like I have to pretend mm-hmm. to be like happy about where I'm at. And I'm not like, I'm not satisfied with where I'm at. You mean like at this age? At or? this age, like I'm getting older. I turned thirty-five. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When mm-hmm. we met, I was twenty-three. We got married at twenty-five. I I was twenty-five when we got married. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, I'm a whole ten years after that. And you have come an extremely long way. Yes, but when you're in your own body, it don't feel like that. It's always something. So. We were talking the other night and I was like, man, I feel like if it's not this, it's going to be this with you and me. But it's like that with myself. So I'm already in my head like, all right, cool. Business is doing good, but my wife isn't feeling this and the kids need more time. Cool. I got to do this. So let's switch this around. And then, man, I'm not really eating right. You know what I'm saying? I need to be eating right. And then I got to go to the gym. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm lazy. I'm not. And I'm always like having to kind of fix myself. And so when I turned 35, I was like, man, last year I said I was going to be in better shape, but I'm not. You know what I'm saying? So I'm kind of like, uh, I got to come on, man. You know what I mean? I'm trying to like amp myself up. And I don't know. I'm just hard on myself. I'm super hard on myself. My mother was hard on me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like my dad was hard on me. Mm-hmm. I, I can't not be hard on myself. And sometimes in the comment section on belief in fatherhood, I'm always analyzing my, my decisions as a parent. Um, and that's the YouTube channel that we have that you can't comment on. Plug. Plug. Um. Yeah, like, people are like, man, Glenn, you're so hard on yourself. Ugh. And some people unfollow me because you're so hard on yourself. I'm so hard on myself, but I don't know how not to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so that's when I, and then I started thinking, and I was like, yeah, I, pro- I really need therapy. I really need it, right? Don't do that. Um, I really need a good therapist, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm realizing that like I have I have like trauma, right? Not 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 the kind of like I'm not, not talking about past trauma. I'm talking like if you just think everything that happened in the past twenty four hours, mm. like I've have I have tra- I have trauma. Mm-hmm. So even when I was supposed to get out of the bed this morning, I just laid because mm. I was like trying to like all right, black man get up you got a house to protect you got a family 
you got to make this money. And I just was started to like seep into the bed. And I feel like the bed was kind of, and I started scrolling. I was like, man, let me watch other people live because I don't feel like living right now. Like mm-hmm. I do not feel like going up and doing the active thing that it takes to live, you know, and that type of weight, like on your head and on your mind every day is enough to kind of just make you just want to sit. You know what I'm saying? Um, I look forward to being the old black man on the porch, just chilling with nothing on the itinerary. I got news for you. What? They don't exist in California. Why not? I don't see them. I don't see no black man sitting on the porch in California. Um, well, I, 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 I mean, we can move. <laughs> I mean, nah, I mean, like, I just want to be chilling. Mm-hmm, I get with, it. With, I just teasing. You know, um, just, you know, minded everybody else's business and talking <laughs> under my breath. <laughs> like, I can't wait to be that with no worries and just spitting facts. Yeah. Um, It's interesting that you're saying all of that you're saying because yesterday I was talking to a friend and I was like, I just feel so lazy. Like, I feel like I can't do it all, but I, I, I feel like I used to have the gusto to be able to do it all, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's happened to me? <laughs> yeah. Like, why am I declining? Why don't I have what it takes in order to do all the things. And she was saying, why don't you just choose one thing to focus on? She's like, it's impossible for you to be able to like do it all. Just choose one thing at a time. And I was like, hmm. okay. Yeah. But I also read um, a post from TJ. Which one? TJ and Brooke. Okay. Um, where he was saying how they established a Sabbath and they were, I guess they were trying to dis- decide on new rhythms for their week, like new rhythms and routines and whatnot for the week. And the one thing that they just started with was the Sabbath. And they're like, okay, we're going to have a Sabbath. It's going to start Friday night and it's going to go through Saturday or whatever. And then he was like, and what began to happen is that Friday, but like certain things started to happen on Friday because Brooke was like, you know, I don't want to... um I don't want to be experiencing my Sabbath in a messy house. So on Fridays, she would clean. And then Sundays became more of a like reflection of the week. So they were saying that the one thing kind of triggered other things to start to happen. And the original goal of having a rhythm for the week was starting to kind of unfold. And the conversation I was having yesterday kind of reminded me of that. Like if there is just one thing that I focus on right now, then maybe other things will start to fall in place. And for me in particular, I was thinking like, if I just focus on getting Uzi on a schedule right now, I feel like I will be able to go to the next thing, which could be whatever. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of one of those things, like maybe the year of 35, you said you don't want to eat any sugar. So just focus on that. I mean, I know you have to focus on other things. There are other things that you have to, do but yeah but so so much of that stuff is a byproduct of the one thing yeah right so if i'm if i'm in a place of i'm eating better right i'm eating just great all together i'm thinking more and i'm prioritizing things you know because i'm not looking for those quick desires Mm -hmm. you know what i mean um so yeah that that those those things are true and so if you are depressed because this is your situation if you are dealing with depression, um, it's kind of up to you to figure out the right process to get going. And if you are, if you have a spouse or a partner who's depressed, I don't believe there's anything that you can do besides pray and do your part, right? So if it's your if your spouse' responsibility to make dinner, but they've depressed, you you're gonna be making dinner. You know what I'm saying? Like you're gonna be carrying a little bit of the weight. Now the hard thing is that. That can last for a while, mm-hmm. you know, um, and at some point, if you're not able to get out of it, I'd say in a week or something like that, you might want to probably try to seek professional help so that in two weeks, because, you know, when you try to seek professional help, that doesn't mean you're actually going to get it. 
but you want to actually go and try to start the process of like, okay, I'm not pulling this out myself. Let me talk to a professional to see if I'm off or something, yeah. you know, um, because they can probably help you, you know, pinpoint what the issue is. And a lot of my issues, I believe, are stemming from imposter syndrome, hmm. you know, stemming from the fact that I make videos about being a father and me and my father aren't close. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm trying to reconcile family situations and I can't communicate with my mother. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and then there's a fear of like, okay, when does this pop up in my life when my child is refusing to speak to me? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Not that I'm refusing to speak to my mom, but we just, we just don't rock like that. You know what I'm saying? So like, at what point does this sneak back up into my life? You mm -hmm. know, what am I enabling? Like, so it's so many of these different things where I'm kind of like, I'm like I'm flying a plane and I'm just trying to stay out of the clouds. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'm trying to just stay in the light and like land. Can I ask you a question? Mm -hmm. Because we, I mean, I don't know if we've answered the question of what do we do? I feel like we've, okay, so let's recap. So for me, I give you space. For you, you pick up the slack. You're like, okay, mm -hmm. she can't. She's not. Talking. I got it. I got it. <laughs> I'll go make the dinner. They're going to have whatever, but they're they going to eat um, type situation. Babe. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Go ahead. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? Sometimes Where I, like, I just want to hug. Yeah, you I just want to lay on me and I'm like, it's contagious. <laughs> he does do that, y'all. Y'all see who I'm living with, man? Um, but let's talk about what we personally do. Like for me, yesterday I got some some news and it wasn't end of the world news. It was just news that was kind of disappointing yeah. to hear. And I was like, I gotta get out of here. And so <laughs> I packed Nature. up my kids and I went to the beach. And on the way there, it was crazy because Raya was like, No, no. Was it Raya or Theo? One of my boys, they be just talking, y'all. But one of them was like, mom, you don't know us. And I was like, what? And they're like, we don't, we just want to go to grandma's house. You want to know why we want to go to grandma's house? So we can watch, watch TV. TV. And I was like. Raya. It must have, I think it was Raya. That's only something Raya would say. <laughs> and so I was like, you know, guys, you, every time you guys don't want to go somewhere and then we end up getting there, you enjoy it. And babe. We got to the beach. I could cry. I'm going to cry. We got to the beach and they were like just so happy. Theo even said, oh, this is so fun. Like he was and they, they got there and immediately were just running. And, you know, Raya's crazy behind self. I said, OK, guys, this is dumb parenting or this is like ignorant parenting or whatever. This is just dumb. I said these words. I said. Just let the water get to your ankles and lower. Show enough. Theophilus is my child. He will listen. <laughs> Uriah, full on jumping in the waves. At one point, he takes his hands and just digs into the dirt. And I watch it happen and I start to say, Rah. and then I'm just like, you know what? He hasn't been to the beach. In he forever. has not. This is an idiot move of my own. I should have put them in some swim trunks. I should have brought towels. I should have done the things. But I just thought we were going to go on a chill walk. And here comes somebody right now creeping in. You got to go upstairs, buddy. It's not 7.30. Anyways, and so I was just watching them enjoy themselves. And I was like, yeah, they're going to like, I want nature and all these things to be for them what it is for me. And it may not, it may or may not be that but even like Anaya she fell <laughs> into the water and I was like oh man we gotta go and this was like after like 10 minutes and so I was like okay guys let's go because she had sand everywhere and I was like let's go back to the stroller so I can like wipe her down and I'm wiping her down and they're all like okay can we go back and I was like oh yes because <laughs> I thought that was the end of it mm -hmm. but it was just so nice to hear the ocean, to smell the ocean, to hear my children amidst the ocean, to just feel the sun on us was amazing. And so for me, I know that that's how I kind of pull myself out um, of my moments of depression. Another way is just worship music 
oh my goodness, if you let those words penetrate into your spirit, into your soul, it is just amazing. Yesterday when we were driving from the beach, um, Kirk Franklin's song, There's Gonna Be a Brighter Day came on. Y'all, I was jamming. Mm-hmm. And if you just like listen to the words and you just like, oh yeah, Lord, like it's just that's I don't a know. that's a bop for sure. That's the song go hard, man. Yeah. I was blasting it and it even got to the point where the kids were trying to talk to me and I was like, I'm so sorry, but there's nothing impo- like important right now. So let's just listen to this and <laughs> keep going home. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's also it's just really important because we can't count on our spouses to pull us out of our depression on a regular basis. So it's really important to be mindful of the things that you can do for yourself to kind of pull yourself out of that. Another thing is to, for me, is to journal um, and just kind of get those thoughts out there. Another thing for me is to just cry. Like sometimes you just have to allow yourself to cry. Just go somewhere and just wait for it. Wait for it. Boom. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And let it hit you because that crying I don't know what it does. I'm sure there's something scientific about it, but it is amazing the transformation it can have on your mood. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. The, you know, first thing is like when I'm depressed. I have one more thing that I I'm forgot so sorry. to mention. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was done, but then I forgot. And another thing is exercise. It's a mood changer. You start to feel good about yourself, even if you just did like a little 20 minutes something, something. But yeah. Go ahead, babe. Sorry. Um, for me, it's definitely productivity. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Like I get depressed when I'm not productive. Mm-hmm. Oh God, it makes me super sad. It makes me like, and that I know it's I know it's unhealthy. It's not supposed to be like that. But I'm like, like I need to create something, you know. And like what really helped me the other day is when you told me you were down for whatever. You know what I'm saying? And you were like, Can, you know, why don't we do like the spa thing? Because then I had to do that. And that really helped. So I think for me, that I don't know why that just really helped me. Because mm. it was something I really had to get done. And um, I had to do this like brand deal for, um, I got this like thing for Dove. And I made this video for their channel. And they were talking about how to celebrate Mother's Day during quarantine. Yvette came up with this idea that she wanted to, that, you know, like, I think one of the options was make a spa, right? No, you were saying, because I had other ideas. <laughs> yeah, but your ideas were all benefiting you, and that was irritating. No, but then when you broke it down for me, when you made me start to think about it, it has to be something that everybody has in their home, like, because everybody doesn't necessarily have a backyard or everybody doesn't necessarily have whatever. And so when you said it has to be something everybody else has, I was like, well, everybody has a bathtub. You could just run a bubble bath and like, you know. Yeah. Whatever. So I like made the bubble bath out of Dove soap and like. <laughs> I didn't. So the crazy thing is I like I went to the store that evening and I was like, let me get some bubble bath right while I'm here. And I brought it home thinking this is what we're going to use. But this guy had created a whole other bubble bath thing. And he said that when I brought home the bubble bath, but he didn't never say what was in the bubble bath y'all. So I didn't, I got in this bath or whatever. And then I see the actual finished video and I'm like, you put honey. (laughs) What else did you put? You put honey, egg whites. Egg whites. (laughs) (laughs) What the heck? Anyway. So, uh, if you want to see that video, we'll link it. Uh, I think it might be up now, but yeah. Um, interesting you know what i'm saying like product productivity helps yeah, me you, you know what i mean like that's pretty much all that can pull me out even like working out like it's like a cool distraction but it doesn't like free mm-hmm. me you know um creating something frees me mm. it really like sets me free you know what i'm saying it's like oh there's some clouds like i mean oh there's some like some some free air or whatever um for me to fly um nothing nothing does it like that and it's it's for me you know it's very much for me if i'm proud of the video if i'm proud of what i created or what i made and it also checks all the boxes and makes me feel feel secure Mm. which is like oh this might make money what are you analyzing my enneagram yes man y'all 
if you are not, I feel like we need to do a whole series on Enneagrams. We probably should have somebody come in and talk to us about it because it's just amazing. Like just listening to you talk, you know, like an Enneagram, you have your number and then you have your number that you most relate to when you're stressed out or your number that you relate to when you're feeling secure and you're saying all the things. And okay. so I'm going to leave it there. But if y'all are into these Enneagrams, I know it's probably like one of those things. Oh, it's just a fad. But I really don't believe it's a fad. I believe it is. You sound like you got a, some incense or oils to sell with it. <laughs> And you about to read my poem. Y'all, I'm going to see if we can get Ian Cron on here. I don't know how much that would cost us, but uh, we'll see. Maybe if we get some more Patreons. You're not even blinking. <laughs> like you're having a seizure. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, man. Um, but I, I think I think you have to like realize, okay, so if I know that my wife, um, you know, if she's depressed and I know that she loves nature... Then I would say, hey, do you want to go on a yeah. hike or do you want to go without the kids or yeah. just go somewhere? Just do something um, that helps uh, from my wife. I don't think it's any I don't think it's much that she can do to help me be productive and create something. I try to like clear space, though, like I try to be like if I know you're in a thing, I won't call you and be like hey you coming home anytime soon or mm -hmm. i try to do that as much as possible it's been rough like to put out the last video i put out it took me a long time to finish it I, over a week i just couldn't get it mm -hmm. you know it was so difficult for me to figure out a storyline and it felt boring and it was you know what i'm saying like i don't feel like the video was fun you mm -hmm. know so yeah i don't know man um there's a lot you have to know your partner and I think, you know, in 10 years, we'll be better at this. We'll be better at serving each other when we're in, in these moods. And a measure of your a measure of your partner's happiness is not a measure of your relationship. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, just because they're sad and depressed, that doesn't mean that you're a bad partner yes. or your relationship isn't good. Yes. It's normal to be a... It's normal to be sad. It's normal to be depressed. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Like Say that again because it does sometimes, you do take it personal. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is something, I don't know if you take it personal, but I'd be taking it personal. I'd be like, oh, what did I do now? Or like, I can't help them. So I don't know. Yeah. It just makes you feel so helpless and helpless and worthless. And it's like. Not needed. Uh, yeah, but, yeah but your partner's happiness is not a measure of yeah. your success sometimes people just get into a funk and that is very normal yeah um especially in this day and age where we are on social media scrolling and comparing our mm. lives and our situations to other people's and our children's to mm. other people's children and all that stuff you know um or your neighbor to your you know their their lawn to your lawn like just mm. just understand like it's not a measure of your success or your health, you know, I, I I find a lot of peace in the fact that this is a marathon, you know, so in 10 years, we'll be better than we are today, mm -hmm. you know, and, and so on. We're just going to keep getting better. I'm going to know you more. I'm going to be able to serve you more. I'm going to love you more. I'm going to treat you better mm -hmm. than I do now. I'm going to learn, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Um, And that is something that I'm cool with and I'm not trying to fix you now or get you to understand me now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, but in this season, I am in this season for a reason because I don't man I don't know how to manage. You know, okay, so a lot of creatives ask me how I continue to create, right? And how do I like, you know, push past when I'm not inspired? And I tell them, and they don't get it yet. That inspiration is a liberty. It's mm. a, you know, it's it's not something that you. Like it's it, inspiration is a choice. Mm -hmm. I, I honestly believe that, and the reason I know that is because before we had children, I would wait to get inspired, and then after we had children, I was inspired when they were sleeping because mm -hmm. that was the time that I could be in. Now there are times when I was like walking and I was like, "Oh, this is a cool song idea," and I kind of mumble something into the iPhone so I don't forget it, and that was inspiring. But you still have to use it like a muscle, mm -hmm. you know, and if inspiration is that way right that just comes and goes i believe that eventually we can work off depression the same mm. that it, we can use like what we know 
as like muscle. Okay. So I know that there's a cycle to the depression. There's a cycle to the what's happening. So at first I'll start eating bad. Right. And then I'll start like watching TV, a lot of TV and the stuff I'll be watching is very violent. Right. It's over and over violent. And then I'll be like, man, I ain't never going to be in an action movie or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then I'll start comparing myself to Will Smith mm-hmm. or whoever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then it'll get to the point where I'm just like, man, what am I doing here? Sitting here watching The Office for freaking six episodes straight. Like, what is wrong with me? I need to go to sleep. It's already one o'clock. I'm going to wake up late. Then after that, I'm going to eat something bad. And then it's just, you already predict, right? But if I would have just stuck to my schedule and went to bed when I said I was going to go to bed and listen to myself and control myself and was self-controlled, I would not get into that cycle. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't happen like that for everybody. Sometimes you get bad news. Sometimes you get weirdos coming along. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> we got to talk about that eventually. Glenn's alluding to our life. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, if you don't follow me on Twitter, follow me. I need an alibi. <laughs> what? I need people to know what I'm thinking. Okay. Belief Mel on Twitter. Oh, okay. Gosh. Let's. Okay. So I do want to remind you guys that we have How Married Are You call-ins. Yeah. Y'all haven't been calling in, but we do got a phone call today, which is a lovely thing to think of. But if you would like to call in and have your um, voice heard and share how married you are, then we would love for you to do that by calling 760-335-6643. Let's get into this. How married are you? Hi, Yvette. Hi, Glenn. This is Michelle. I am so married that for 12 years of marriage, my husband has never cooked breakfast, lunch, nor dinner. And I love it. That's just how married I am. My husband has never cooked breakfast, breakfast lunch, or dinner. Dang, she loves it. 12 years. 12 years. 12 years. Who's ringing our doorbell? Probably the roofers. Oh, shoot. Okay. Hold tight. Okay. Check. Okay, so she never. 12 years is a long time. It's a long time. 12 years? I can't even go a full week without you cooking. Listen, now either she loves cooking. Mm. And I'm not trying to like. I enjoy cooking. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Okay. Now, she loves it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like she's And she's a beast at uh-huh, it. Uh-huh. Right? And she maybe meal preps. Like she's crazy about it, right? She's just. Or he is so trash <laughs> at cooking a bowl of cereal. <laughs> a bowl of cereal. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, <laughs> Michelle, I'm gonna need you to call us back and let us know why. What it is. <laughs> Twelve years. Why, Michelle? Twelve years. That's cool, but you know. Oh my oh, goodness. Man. We're not judging you. I'm just. I just no, gotta know. Yeah, I just want to know. Twelve years is a long time. Call back, Michelle. Call back. We need answers. <laughs> that wasn't. That wasn't enough. <laughs> Uh, so y'all please call in and leave us your how married are you's again 760-335-6643 babe how married are you babe i'm so married that i've given up on trying to understand you i've given up yesterday this woman notices that her rings aren't closed and she is trying to get her exercise rings closed. So she's watching TV doing these weird stretches. <laughs> it's not stretches. They're like ab. They're, they're, they're ab. They're ab, right? So get me, right? No. Get me 100. I need, I need more space. So she's doing her ab workouts. <laughs> and then she has a cookie in her hand. She's doing her ab workouts and eating a cookie at the same time. And I just was like, there's no hope. Oh, my gosh. No, there's no hope. I am never going to get it. And and you guys (laughs) on Instagram are straight up enablers. What did they say? She's multitasking. She's multitasking. Yes. She's, um, don't hate on her, such and such and such. And then it goes, go, Yvette. (laughs) And somebody said something else. And I just was like, they were Uh. saying something like, uh, you know, <laughs> you you just don't appreciate how, you know, how um she's not going, she's not in, 
she's not overthinking it or something like that or she's not um stressing it and i was like that's the point <laughs> like she's not no stressing listen it. I was burning calories while intake. It was like a counteractive thing. I'm a math teacher. So when you have a positive number and a negative number, they cancel each other. But do you out. understand how many calories you have to burn? To yeah, I do. I know. I burn know. off a cookie. It, it, in my mind, that's what I believe. I was like, you I might as well just go ahead and sit down <laughs> and eat the cookie. No, but my ring wouldn't have been closed. Yeah, man. <laughs> I just given up. I don't know if that's a good how married are you. But I'm giving whatever. up. I've given up. How married are you, baby? I'm so married. We should start a song. <laughs> Y'all, I miss what I've been finding is that I miss like the good old gospel. I think for my birthday, I just want a worship night. Oh. Like a good, like somebody comes. I want Drew, but I'm pretty sure he's going to be having yeah, a with newborn child. baby. Right. <laughs> but I just want a good old worship session, you know? Just in my. I want. I had a dream. That I was at Maverick City Music. <laughs> I had a dream that they invited me. You know how they do those, like, the recordings that mm -hmm. they do? I had a dream that they invited me to come. And it was like, oh, my God. Babe, how married are you? I'm so married. <laughs> the heck? Because I, I started to sing, I'm so married that I... What? Oh, yeah, this is me delaying. <laughs> you don't know how married you are. I am married. I'm so married that i took a bubble bath for my husband for the video yeah right i helped you out yeah you did i helped you be productive you just said i helped you get out of your depression a little bit yeah. so give me a little bit of marriage counsel i mean credit yeah um and it was fun it was fun. <laughs> it looked fun it was too i was like hmm i should be taking more bubble baths but i need like a pillow if y'all have some good like bathtub pillows that you use Put that in the link below. Yeah, so you, we're, we're going to link the video to the bubble bath because it is actually really cute and really it's, funny. Yeah, it was. The ending especially. Yeah, it's really funny and cute. And it's very much us. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to link it. Make sure you watch it. Yeah. All right. All right. And that's, that's just how married, married we are. are.